Welcome to the Grand Campaign Podcast. All right, so I'll do a bit of a a previously rundown um, before, unfortunately, my internet cut out, which oh, good. sucked. But um, and literally on just the exact block that the game was on, so it was as if to say, "All right, Fabi's back's hurting. We'll just let him rest today." <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so the last game, you guys were on your way to leaving Ecclesia and had already explored a little bit of the wilderness, very harsh winter wilderness that is Norten Leon. Outside of the town, you guys traveled for about a day or a couple days and were immediately ambushed by large white furred figures. And as the rest of you slept, uh, I believe it was Paige, uh, Gray, and Wind managed to see this inc- incoming attack, suffering no damage, getting out of the way, but eventually coming face to face to the with the attackers, who ended up being four Yetis, ambushing you during the evening. You guys dispatched these four yetis after a tough battle a few of you guys um, going down as these hard-hitting yetis in this very savage wildland managed to catch you guys off guard and in the process spooks zundas's mount spirit and alistair's mount chrysanthemum chrissy who take off running spirit zundas doesn't seem too worried about because he does summon spirit uh, however, Chrysanthemum takes off, and three of you, Wind, Paige, and Alistair, seek out the Griffin, who has become lost. He's disappeared, or she's disappeared off into the wilderness. You guys tried to catch up. Um, Chrissy was very far away by the time the battle had ended, but with a bit of skillful maneuvering, you guys actually track her down. Um, Alistair kind of calling on her with his giant specter as uh, Wynn and Paige caught up as well. You retrieve Chrissy and bring her back to, to the rest of the party, but before doing so, you do see you did see a small kind of odd pile uh, along the way. Um, and there's even though there's a lot of odd things in uh, the wildlands, the outlands of Norton Leon, uh, it was it's relatively untouched. It's not a lot, doesn't see a lot of travel. So you guys eventually return to the party and have gathered. I believe it is now the nineteenth. Um, in game day think- is around the nineteenth. Yeah, I think it's still the same night because yeah. Yeah. Uh, me and um, I forget who else. We were stripping meat off the yetis. Right. Yes. And then, and I believe uh, Zundas and someone else were looting for valuables. Right. We were. Yeah. 
that and, would be. Yeah. And I remember specifically, I had asked if it was okay for me to go off and find some firewood to smoke the meat into jerky. And I was waiting for you to respond, but you never did because your internet okay. cut out. Yeah. Right, yeah. I was also saying I'd like to uh, drag the bodies away so that we don't attract any more predators in the middle of the night while we're sleeping. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, so, Paige, you're just going to go out and gather some, some firewood? Yes, my plan is to go out and gather enough wood and kindling to start smoking this jerky so that it'll keep. Okay. Uh, it takes you a little while. There was... Um, you know, a lot of the things here have a lot of snow on them or the ground uh, has at least frosted over to some degree. But while the others are kind of just doing their thing, um, maybe about 30 or so minutes of just hovering around the surrounding area, you find j just enough firewood to probably get you through the night. All right. So, yeah, I collect Sundays, that. You're and... gonna just be, sorry, you're going to be dragging the bodies, you said? Yeah, I'm going to try to drag the bodies as much as I can, and if I'm not able to drag the whole body, I'm going to hack them into pieces and just basically get them away from camp. Okay. Um, uh, did you say I ever found anything? I think you cut out before I think it's that. Like a of teeth. Um, yeah, they, they basically had, like, kind of... Um, I had almost like made like trophies of whatever ah. animals on their wrist. They have like a bracelet around their fur, which is huge. I mean, it's almost like you would be wearing, you know, a very large like a belt. Of some sort. Yeah, of bracelet. Yeah. Um, various different types of teeth on it. Orbit charm bracelet, basically. Yeah. Paige, you said you're just going to try to smoke the jerky? Uh, yeah, I'm going to bring as much wood as I can back, and I'm going to sacred flame a fire going so we can start smoking this jerky, because I don't think wet meat will keep for very long. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so you guys, um, so who was harvesting it again, specifically? I think it was me and who? Who else? Um, yeah, I think it was you. Because I was yeah, helping Alice. Um, yeah, so I'll say... Um, are any of you guys proficient in nature? Let me check. I am not proficient this. in nature, but I have a plus three. I have half proficiency if that counts. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do not have proficiency, no. Okay. Um, so I'll say you guys can just roll um, a straight nature check. Oh, the three of you. So it'll be Alistair, Savos, and, and Paige. I'm going to just hack it away at the bodies. Oh my god! I just got a nat 20. First roll of the game. Woo. I got a seven. The plus one makes eight. Okay. I'm really pissed. I got a nat twenty on this. Yeah. Um. 
a good roll is a good roll. You know, between all of you, um, who are just kind of chopping a little bit of this uh, Yeti body to try to save on your rations, make sure you don't overconsume during your trip, since it'll be a very long trip for all of you. Um, You do. You you kind of chop up little bits and pieces, getting through the hairy hides of these Yeti. um, And specifically, Paige, you're aware. um, You know, you've you've dealt with. during your your time uh, with your people in the past, you've had to deal with different kinds of cooking and uh, looking at different types of meat. So you're aware that, hey, probably shouldn't get this piece because it's stringy, probably avoid these um, because they'll be tough, but you managed to get enough. um, I'd say, you know, without just chopping off random pieces of muscle, uh, you guys gather probably about 20 pounds worth of just random bits of meat that's edible enough or not damaged or not, you know, disgusting because yetis are beefy and strong. So so you guys can mark that yeah. on your sheets. They probably have a lot of tough meat. Yeah. So you guys are all together um, now back at the camp, just kind of against the wall-ish where the Yeti attack took place. Is there anything you guys want to do before the night closes? Uh, As is uh, my... uh, The thing I have to do, because I wrote it down, is uh, I do have a compulsion to either bury or cremate the dead bodies, at least what's left. Okay. Yeah, easy enough. You basically just slowly uh, sacred flame each one until they become smoldering piles. It, the <laughs> fur helps, even though it's a little wet. Uh, it takes you a little bit, but nothing that'll dip uh, later and later into the evening, as it's been already kind of cut up in the process. Great. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I can't throw up the dome. Because we don't have enough space for all of us and the mounts. But I can major image and make it a little warmer for all of 10 minutes. If I can't do that, then I'm going to probably spend my time up until time for me to go to sleep. uh, Bearing and covering over as much of the blood and they'll fail. Okay, yeah, so you just begin kind of at least prepping the general area for rest without it being too uh, horrible and possibly uh, attracting some mm-hmm. other creatures with the scent of blood, so good We're thing. My yeah, so you get it far enough away from, from the area that you think they're going to go for that first before they're going to start working their way towards you. So, Anyone else? Um, I now, were we attacked by the Yetis at night? Or like in the middle of the night, I mean? Or were we attacked yeah, like, like, it, before we made camp? Yeah, like some of the people had already been resting, so 
Uh, it is dipping much later into the evening. If ever, I mean, you know, I think working together, you guys would have accomplished a lot of what you did. But if you guys push much, much longer, it would probably start causing some exhaustion on you. Yeah, I think I probably went back to bed pretty quick after getting back to camp. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, Alistair gives Chrissy his makeshift blanket that he made for her and just cuddles up under her wing and goes to sleep. <laughs> I'll okay. probably take first watch since I only need like four hours of sleep. Okay. Um, so f what I'll say is um, is yes. Okay, so go ahead and make uh, a perception check if you're just going to do the first watch solo. I'll Unless someone wants to join them. Okay. So go ahead so and roll. Roll a perception check as All well, right. Salvos. Plus three, that is a... I roll persuasion. I am smart. It's okay. <laughs> that is a fucking five. <laughs> um, You're lost yeah, in so your both of you are, Both of you are kind of just looking out. Nothing seems to come into view. During your watch, um, you know, the, the pile that Zundas had made with the blood does attract a few uh, curious creatures, but nothing that immediately poses any sort of threat to you. So, um, you're the new uh, Death Spanner. Indeed, I am. And how do you feel about that? I don't know how I'm supposed to feel. It's like I spent my whole life looking up to him, and now I more or less am him. The death Spain was part of him. Now it's a part of me. Now I don't know what to feel. Well, I can't tell you how to feel, but you do have a strength of your own, and uh, I suppose if you need any uh, guidance, well, I do have a couple of hundred years worth of... Uh, for what that's worth. I'm gonna bow to him and say, Thank you, Grandfather. Like, Grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite that old yet, but you amuse me. <laughs> I mean, from a human perspective, you are. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like the other sister. Yes. Kind of pats you on the back. <laughs> Um, so yeah, your watch comes to a close. It's, it's starting to, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of the purples arriving. The, the skies are starting to light up. You guys kind of dipped a little bit later into the day, um, for the most part, but you guys had already, some of you had already gotten some rest. So, um, there's probably one more watch before, um, the sun begins to crest, so who wants to take it? Alistair is not feeling well. I'll I'll take after it. that fight. Uh, would there be exhaustion if I if I uh, took it with her? Oh, that's fine. What? What? Do you want to take the, the last watch with when? Uh, uh, were you going to do with the exhaustion? 
Oh no, no exhaustion. Um, whoever takes the last watch, you guys pretty much got, you know, your fill of the rest for the evening. Um, okay, I'll go ahead and help with the watch then. Okay, so it'll be uh, gray. Gray, you said you want to take it. Uh no, uh, Paige and Wind can uh, can do it. I think Wind, you passed out, right? You're done. Oh no, I said I could I could take a watch. I've had more rest. Okay. Got it. Got it. Um so both of you make perception checks for me, please. That's a natural one. That is twelve plus four, so sixteen. Sixteen, got it. So so you guys are looking up at the sky. The purples are slowly altering. Changing the landscape, this kind of purple reflecting off of the snow begins to change color as you guys are both just sitting down, kind of, you know, a little fed up with the, this very strange, strange, harsh, savage land that is Norton Leon, but, you know, a little hopeful as well. Um, and looking out into the distance, uh, Paige, you do see uh, a very nice, serene scene uh, as the birds start kind of coming out of the trees. And a few of them are kind of looking around before going back in, and slowly another one comes out too. They both come out, letting out a series of chirps before eventually taking off as the sun begins to slowly rise in the landscape. Certainly is gorgeous out here. It's it's really pretty to be so cold, but it's kind of cool seeing the sky all the time. Yeah, and she kind of just sort of stares out into the beauty of the early morning. Kind of wistful. Have you had the chance to use the Sending Stone yet? Uh, I believe whoever has it, as soon as they wake up, I'll use it. That's exciting. That would be this morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's been... It's been too long. But... I'm excited to talk to her again. It's it's been far too long. Who is she to you? She kind of pauses and her face kind of turns a little little red. And um and she says um she and I, I'm sorry, there's still an echo. Shouldn't so, be anymore. Okay, thank you. So it's hard to speak when there's an echo in my ears. Um, let me start again. Her face goes kind of red. She kind of pauses a bit and she says, she and I were in love. 
and unfortunately someone of my station was not allowed to be in love. I'm so sorry. It is what it is, I suppose. I don't think I really understand station. I don't think that was really much of a big deal where I was from, I guess. At least, not to my family. But, I mean, we were kind of... We were kind of isolated compared to everybody up here in the dual cities. Well, to put it in simple terms, I am a page and she was born in the village. And as a servant of the village, my only duty was to serve. Anything other than that was strictly unallowed. Well, this place is very strange. But, I, yeah. I think that you deserve to have love regardless of being a servant or not. Thank you, Wins. I'm starting to feel the same way. Well, I always felt that way. Bambi had a way of making me feel special. I just hope she's okay. Considering that she was exiled alongside me, you know, for tempting a servant away from her duties. She was exiled alongside me, though not really alongside me. We were exiled separately, so we couldn't be together in exile as part of the punishment. She's still out there. I just wish I knew where. <laughs> anyway, that's that's enough about me. Uh, what about you? Where are you? Where are you from again? I, I'm from the Pingari Wild. Sounds lovely. I'm not really sure where that is. I'm not really sure where anything is, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're pretty we're pretty untouched by uh, a lot of the things that that seem to kind of go on on the rest of Galvaris. And what brought you from there to here? This is gonna sound dumb. <laughs> I just. I felt kind of... So my family and I worship Istis, and she is the goddess of fate. That's where I got my name, actually. And so I sort of go... I have this natural impulse to wander, and for a while I wandered with my family, and then I, I felt the urge, I felt the pulling to to separate and to go out on my own and so 
and I wanted to get a little bit more training in uh, the monastic ways. And so I, I went up to that uh, monastery in Ecclesia and stayed there for like a few days. <laughs> That is quite a story. I mean, it doesn't sound dumb at all. It sounds, frankly, very relatable. I can understand wanting to leave. You know? Well, my family was lovely. And I mean, we we all kind of adventured together. We And we were pretty close. And I don't know if I'll see them again. But if fate allows, we, we, we will. I wish that for you. Thank you. And I think with that, we kind of just like watch the sunrise together. Okay. Um, so you guys have this little heart to heart as the sun rises and slowly each member of your party begins to rise as well. A little bit of shifting here and there, one by one. Um, the smell of the jerky is still kind of permeating, uh, which surprisingly for tough yeti meat smells nice. Um, but the fire is dying down in this very cold, barren place that is Norton Leon. Um, and the sun brings a bit of warmth, so surprisingly not a horrible weather for the day. Uh, but everybody does get spell slots and everything back, um, and he consumed hit dice, uh, be restored. And the day is yours, guys. It is, oh. Now it's the 19th, technically. As soon as Zundus gets up, I would start the ritual to, uh, summon Spirit back, and, uh, you, did, did you still approve that thing that I mentioned to you about changing him? Yeah. Yep, that's fine. Um, yeah, if you want, you can you can describe uh, spirit's okay. form. So Sundus sets up the uh, the ritual, sets everything up, and kind sort of sits and meditates for a while, about maybe ten minutes or so. And when spirit does apparate again, instead of a giant lizard, it's a very large bat. Yeah, so shockingly, you guys are greeted with a large, the, the, the strange eyes and large wings of this creature as a large bat appears. Well, that's new. <laughs> I figured it was a bit uh, more appropriate to uh, get a winged creature. Uh, apologies to Brota in uh, advance. Like he's kind of stroking. Uh, I guess he can. Spirit behind the ear. I guess he could drive the cart since we have no one else who can really do that. Probably for the best, yes. Yeah, Brotar. How do you feel about that, Brotar? <laughs> He's moved far, far away from that creature. <laughs> he says, I'm fine with the mounts. Uh, I mean, that thing is natural, but me on that thing, not natural. And he just kind of just hangs out near the carts. <laughs> All right. 
can I use a little bit of time to, um, to cast my ritual spell for, uh, Find Familiar? Okay. Yama! Yes, you can. Excuse me a second. Yep. Yeah, Mom. Um, okay. So I just want to warn you not to stay up too late tonight. Yeah. All right. I just um. Anyone else gonna do anything in the morning? Sorry. So that's still bright and early. I will give Paige the pendant of articulation to let her use it. And uh. I am a little nervous. I, I take it and I go, okay, I've never used one of these before. What what do I do? Just think about the person you wish to contact. Try to use the magic inside the item to let you talk to them. You have the spell only limits you to 25 words and they can respond back in kind. Okay, and she, uh, you know, takes a moment, thinks about it, uh, and thinks about the words she wants to say, and let me see here. Did I overhear this conversation all? Um, what were you doing prior? You were just kind of summoning spirit, right? Yeah, just summoning spirit, and then after I yeah, summoned... Yeah, so I'll say, um... I'll say that you would have been still in, in the midst of, of summoning spirit, as they kind of were. Just wondering. I was going to chime in, but if it doesn't make sense for me to be able to, I won't. Yeah, because um, it's all kind of happening, like, all it's technically. I mean, if you want to chime in, for sure, you still could. No, no, no. Like I said, it is no worries. Yeah. So I would, like, uh, chime in after this, but if I'm doing something, I'm doing something. Yeah, so you and Savos are both kind of just, like, concentrating in one direction, <laughs> focusing all your efforts. Um, and where your large giant bat appears, Savos's little tiny cat appears beside it. So now there's a giant bat and a small cat. Wow. Okay, I believe I'm under the word limit here. So she takes a stone, she she fills her mind with thoughts of Bambi, and she says, uh, Bambi, it's Paige. I'm alive. I'm safe. Where are you? I'll come find you. I love you. Please answer. Okay. Um... It takes a while. You wait probably a good 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, and at some moment, you almost think that there's no reply. This, this isn't going to work. This, whatever hope to contact your love is possibly for nothing. But after a while, you do get a response. And you hear a voice. And it's one of slight distress, or sorry, very heavy distress, coupled with panting. As you hear Bambi's voice come through your mind. And she says, 
rage. I, uh, and you hear a series of grunts, um, loud kind of running and fighting and yells, almost as if she's in the midst of doing something that's uh, very dangerous. And on occasion, she, she responds and says, this place is... And again, intermittent cutting out. She's responding, but not in complete sentences. She says, This place is worse than where we came from. And that's all you get. It's like she starts panicking and just starts spamming, Where are you? 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 Over and over again. And I'm guessing nothing comes back through since it's a one time use thing. Uh, it has two charges, so. Yeah, you could you use get it. one more shot, but that was broken a chair that with. Yep. Everybody likes to have a back and forth conversation, but you only get two charges a day. Yeah, she will probably panic and use the second charge and say and and say, oh, where are you? I need a location. I'll come find you. What do you see? What's around you? Again, takes a little while, but broken up um you know nothing steady no steady sentences but a few more words come through and she says water and ugh, beasts everywhere and it's just that's all she say uh, like so and then after a few moments again you hear her say dangerous don't don't come for me, it's dangerous. And she almost yells out in the message, and she says, set the fire over there, burn it. And that's it, cuts out again. So I'm assuming since this has probably taken a total of like an hour or so, um, this would sort of be on the way. Um, and that being the case, I, uh, I, um, would probably just stop in my tracks, just holding the stone and staring at it as tears start, um, coming out of my eyes. And, like, this horrified, like, absolutely traumatizingly horrified expression crosses, crosses my expression. Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't. I don't think you guys have begun to move yet. But you are. Um, I mean, it was like an hour of of anxiety as uh, you were trying to contact Bambi. She didn't respond. The rest of the guys are still kind of doing their thing. Um, Speaking of that, are there around you? You'd say that. Um, you, you did say that spirit kind of pops up right next to his uh, cat, right? Yeah. So you guys are pretty much done by the time um, so, Paige would have finished her sending. Uncharacteristically for Zundas, he would have looked at Savos and given him a uh, a faint smile and jokingly say, uh, "Mine's bigger." <laughs> <laughs> Since we're busy, I don't think we would have noticed her yet, but if we went over, we probably would have seen her distressed, I'm assuming. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, granted, it's all uh, no one, no one can hear anything, so it's almost just uh, page, you know, as much as possible speaking, uh, probably pretty loudly too at some moments. Yeah, I, I think the second go around, I would have been practically screaming. <laughs> Or at least yeah. yelling, like yeah, panically. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Brotar says, comes up to you and says, You are right there, little missy? You're kind of just screaming, scaring off the birds. And she kind of looks up at Bro as Brotar comes over. And she's like, The Bambi's in trouble. I, I, she could tell me where she was. She said she was in danger. Something about water and beasts around her. I, I don't know where she is. She sounded like she was running or ordering people with fire. I, I don't know. I don't know where she is. I don't know where I could find her. But she's in trouble. Well, slow down, and, uh, Missy. How long has she been apart from you? Uh, it's uh, a little over a year it, when we were exiled. Well, first of all, if she was apart from you for over, a little over a year since you've been exiled, she's probably doing fine. I know it, no idea. I mean, based on your yelling, she doesn't seem like it, but a year's a long time to survive, especially around water and beasts and whatever. I don't know. It sounded like someone was attacking her almost. I, I couldn't make much out. The, 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 the sound kept breaking in and out. I, she sounded like she was in some kind of like really bad distress. She much of a fighter? If she is, I don't know. She's the daughter of a baker. Oh, I was going to make a bread joke in there somewhere, but... Uh... That would be tasteless, so. <laughs> tasteless. <laughs> but I can tell you from experience, chefs are, they can do some damage. And... Is that in or out of character? Uh, in character. In. In. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Alistair is saying that. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, so, Paige is like, she doesn't really look like that calmed her down at all, but she kind of like, just shakes her head and goes, even if she's in danger, I wouldn't even know where to start looking for her. All I have to go on is water and beasts, whatever that means. There are other spells that could help, but I don't think any of us are strong enough to cast them. Well, and she kind of gives the sending song back. Thank you very much. Yeah. It was good to at least no hear problem. her voice again. I thank you. At least, at least you know she is alive. I can only pray now that Anitum keeps her safe, but I, I have to find her. 
at some point I, I have to find out where she is. We will. Every time I say my god's name, Bobby always comes out with that kid. That kid, yeah. Get your mind off hotties, Fabi. I know you took Bard, but still. There are only two types of wizards. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think that's all Paige is going to say. So I will be right back because I lost a dice under the couch and I need to find it. Okay. Uh, does anyone else want to do anything? So Savos and Sundas, you've summoned your mounts. Or one familiar and one mount. Um, Just kind of playful bantering. <laughs> yeah. Um, Savos is just gonna like bide his time and wander around while uh, while he's waiting for everybody else to 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 get ready to leave. Okay. Gray, Alistair, anything in the morning? Uh, Gray just getting getting ready to leave as well. Okay. Yeah, Alistair's gonna make sure Chrissy is all taken care of because just to make sure. She's calmed down from being spooked. Okay. So, you guys are... Actually, you know what? Um, yeah, make a make an animal handling check for me, Alistair. I put proficiency in this for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Ten. Ten. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think um, Chrissy's had a little bit of time to kind of calm down. Um, the appearance of of spirit kind of spooks her slightly um but you know you you wrangled her from worse um and you managed to kind of kind of just kind of settles in as the other mounts rustle awake and start moving about as well um it's time to fly out. Yeah, it's up to you guys. I'm going to go good. in the carriage with Brotar. Okay. I guess Lavender will just fly information with us. Yeah, so I guess so. Um... Okay. So you guys are going to take off, or anything else you guys want to do? Uh, I think we're going to go. Uh, yeah. Just strap my belongings to spirit and get ready to go. Okay. Yeah, I'm um, going to get so on Orchid. Guys... Go ahead, sorry. Okay. No problem. Uh, so you guys all kind of just start packing your gear. Um, kind of, you know, uh, a very tense crazy battle took place where the yetis were you're glad to be kind of leaving the area especially in the nice bright sky where everything is very visible and now you can see that everything is just covered in snow uh just a few days out from ecclesia still very harsh lands as you guys prepare to take off and your mounts are ready you guys begin to journey on south towards Exemir taking the southern road uh, towards there. 
over at the course of a few days, I'll say. Um, so, wilderness is not fun in standard D&D. So, we're going to go with a different method here. Bear. You guys are considered in dangerous frontier territory. That will be okay. the route you guys are currently taking, despite the fact that you're on a road. Still considered dangerous frontier. Um, now, at the top of the morning, what speed would you guys like to travel? And it would depend, uh, it would result in however long it takes you guys to get to Exumere. I mean, this is not going to be this session, probably, that you'll arrive in Exumere, but you'll still be in the wilderness. That way, when you do get to Exumere, at least possibly Ryan will be here. Um, and, you know, almost treating the wilderness like a dungeon. Otherwise, it's very boring. <laughs> so you guys are in the, um, in the wilderness now. What speed would you guys like to travel? Well, we have okay. 30 well, days of... Fast. We have 30 days of supplies. Yeah. So going by Oregon Trail rules, would that be like a, a steady pace or... Yeah, I don't yeah, want to uh, risk like going maybe a, uh, We could probably pace. go slow or... Wait, uh, our slowest thing I think is our pulling, <coughs> our pulling horse, like our cart horses. Forgot yeah. it since we're not all flying. Yeah. I think by Oregon Trail rules that slow and steady are the same thing, right? Yeah, you could go slower, which means that you know you'll be more attentive to your environment. Um, you'll be able to possibly even restore and forage food as you're traveling because you're just kind of you know, seeing, uh, filling your water skins here and there or whatever it may be. Medium, you would just be ongoing um, at a steady pace. Moving quickly, you guys will uh, have a harder time perceiving danger because you guys are moving fast. You'll get there sooner, but you won't be able to forage for food to restore your stuff and um, will probably be loud, especially with your carts and stuff. I so. have a suggestion, if I may. Hmm. This is not a character, right. by the way, but it, since if Ryan's not going to be here, and we're definitely not going to make it to Exumere by the end of this session, I think this session would probably be a really, really good opportunity to first get into like a lot of verbal role play together. Yeah, and also keep in mind that, um, you know, I, I mean, I want to let things happen as organically as possible. So, yeah, Exumere is your goal, but um, you know, and I'm not saying let's let's uh, real time all twenty to thirty days that you guys. Are <laughs> but but no, we can hardcore mode. You know, I I, I mean, I, I you know I can wave the hand at some of the days of travel, but it would be nice to kind of I mean, like I said, treat it like a dungeon, right? Like you guys haven't. Yeah. You guys have been like point A to point B, point A to point B. Now you actually have the autonomy to do whatever you want. You guys want to stray off, go do it. Well, let me be clear. I do vote for a slow to medium speed. I don't want to be catching dysentery out here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke, guys. You're allowed to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to worry about that, but... Just make sure you pour the water. Boil the water. What kind of boomer joke? I'm too lazy to understand. <laughs> Please tell me you know what Oregon Trail is. Of course I know what Oregon Trail is. 
Okay, dysentery was like the uh, most popular death. death in that game. Seriously? Yeah. He's like so bloody good. diarrhea to death. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people died that way. Get yourself to death in real life. Who knew that yeah. going cross country in a in a covered wagon would be dangerous? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so what's speed, guys? Um, slow, medium, yeah, fast. Yeah, you guys can slow. Medium, medium. Medium. Slow. Slow. I vote slow. Okay. Slow? Alistair would vote slow, I should say. Okay. Some this one as well. Okay, so uh, we'll say that in this case, um, you know, you guys are in dangerous territory. You guys are considered in frontier territory. So, um, you know, as, as seen by the Yetis, uh, very wild, crazy lands out here, uh, as well as you guys have already been to the north uh, towards Corinth. So same thing, very dangerous stuff. Um, okay. So since it is considered morning time, um, somebody here can roll a d6 for potential danger. However, uh, you will add a... plus four. Well, I just rolled a six. And... Fabi rolled six. a five. What? Okay. And Fabi rolled as well. Yeah. Okay. So I, oh, okay. either one of your rolls. So we'll just say in this case, you guys can take turns, but one of you guys will take a roll. Fabi, um, you can go first if you want. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. So. So since you guys are going slow, um, the danger level of this place is frontier. You guys rolled higher than this danger level uh, since you're going slow. Now, uh, so nothing seems to jump out at you. You guys managed to kind of catch a few um, hairy things. Uh, you know, you guys perceive a handful of wolves off in the distance. You guys slow your crawl, wait it out, let this pack of wolves leave, and then continue forth. So you guys are being very careful uh, traversing this land, still heading south. Um, now, um, I will need someone to make a navigation check this time. So whoever is proficient in survival can uh, make a roll. Nope. No, uh, I'm half. And jack of all trades. Yeah, like who's the best navigator would essentially make the role for navigation. I think I would because he has a plus three. Uh, in survival? Yeah, survival. So. Uh, I have a plus four in survival. Oh, okay. Okay, Jesus, just fucking flex like that, okay? <laughs> well, hey. that's a wisdom skill, and that's her main class one. Yeah, that's true. So, it's like how you have a plus three in nature, even though you don't know nature. Well, I've been wandering a frozen hellscape for about a year, so I know a few things about nature. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Honey! Oh, I was asked! Everyone was asked what their survival was, okay? I'm just taking the piss on. You're fine. 
Anyway, do you got we'll survive. All right. Yeah. No pressure. Don't fuck us. <laughs> uh, Jay. Yeah. So Savos is going to take some time along this trip to try and uh to try and uh learn the raise dead spell from uh Okay. Raven Trees. Okay. Uh do you have uh enough materials on you? Did you pick some? Uh, yeah, I bought like, I bought like three hundred gold worth of paper, and a shit okay. ink. Okay. Um. Is yeah. So I'll just say that that's some. Uh, it's rates. Ooh. Ooh. Um. Yeah, because at some point, yeah, you would have just hopped on uh the cart because it's it's not going to be easy for you to uh. It's not going to be easy for you to kind of right while you're on a mount. Uh, yeah, so raise that is a fifth level. Um, oh, it's a fifth level? Just so you know. Yeah. Oh, shit. Never mind then. Yeah. That's why I was thinking reanimate dead as a third level. Yeah. I thought that might have more worked with Raven Tree being necromancy. I don't even yeah. think... Re is raise dead a wizard spell? It's a... Uh, um, no, it is not. It's not? No. Uh, oh. Bard Cleric Paladin. Okay. Um, yeah, you will get 5th level spell slots until your ninth level, so... It'll be useful for you. Yeah. Um... Well, um... I'm gonna try and learn a spell out of those... I'm gonna try and learn invisibility from those uh, spell scrolls I bought in Willowdale War. War. Okay. Um, so I need you to. So if you're gonna do that, you're gonna to need to make. Um, uh, it's gonna consume the the. Um, what's it called? It's gonna consume the spell scroll. I know. Uh, do I have to okay. roll? Uh, yes, so... Sorry, I'm just looking at the logistics a, here. I think that's just, if you try to cast it when you can't cast that high of a level spell. Oh, I, I see. If you yeah, try yeah, to cast right. a fifth level, then you had to make a roll. But I think just copying it, as long as it's a spell he can yeah. write down, it should be fine. Yeah, two hours, uh, 50 gold per spell level. Okay, that is 150 gold. Yeah. Um, Invisibility so you can mark should be a that much level, off. Uh, actually, it's, it's not invocation spell, level, yeah. so it would be the uh, be the full gold. cost. Yeah. yeah, he said the full cost. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, it is second level, so that'll be um, second level. Hundred gold in four hours. Four hours. Okay. Um. Okay, so I'll say uh, make an arcana check. Uh, for Savos, he's inscribing a, a spell into his book. Okay, sorry, I thought you said page for some reason. Oh, sorry, Okay. Um, Can I give him Bardic Inspiration? Yeah, I'll say usually try to call it beforehand, but yeah, I'll allow it this time. Okay, so roll a d8, Savos. Thank you. 
That is a total of 11. 11. Okay. Um, so you, it takes you some time. Um, and as you're kind of writing in your spell book, Alistair sweeps by and kind of peeks over your shoulder with Chrissy. Um, and just from the top, he starts singing you a song. Um, we're on the road again. Yeah. Wow. Um, giving you a feeling of adventure as Alistair is singing. You managed to successfully inscribe invisibility into your spellbook. Yeah. Uh, however, the spell scroll is destroyed in the process. Prepared spells. Okay. Um, Second level. Fuck you, Shatter. Shatter's a good spell. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um. So we were i'm not just saying that because it's my most damaging spell <laughs> so Paige, you rolled survival yes i rolled 17 and that's plus four so 21 21 okay got it um okay so you guys uh begin to make your way south Paige, uh keeping everyone in line at some point just following very basic natural rules, she has survived the the wilds uh, in the north of Ecclesia. Um, so she's gained a little bit of knowledge on how to traverse this very strange, harsh land. Um, so you guys managed to progress, uh, for the most part, the entire uh, few days that you guys, or sorry, during the day, you guys pretty much traveled um, on the straight and arrow path. I need someone else to make uh, a six-sided die roll, another d6 roll. I'll do it. Okay. Uh, that's a five, and you said add four, so nine. Um, sorry, yeah, that was a, uh, just on this one. It'll just be the, the roll. So what was that? A four. Oh, okay, a five. A five. Okay, got it. Um, so you guys begin to traverse south, um, and actually at this point, you do come across roughly the area that you were at before with Chrissy. You guys pass that area, and you do see this mound uh, coming, making note of it as you guys are passing by it. Yeah, actually, it's only Wind, Alistair, and Paige who would know about this mound. So, yeah, we you said we saw like movement from it, right? Uh, no, it was just almost like it's almost like it's just a small mound in the snow. Uh, very unnatural considering everything is untouched. But you guys are passing uh, this area at this point. Should we check it out? I... Yeah, it could be. It could be like. A person or a beast of some kind we could investigate well if it's not doing us any harm we do have some place to be um, uh, this could be like a cache for people or something mm. or buried treasure what are you all talking about yeah, maybe we should discuss if we want to go for this thing with the entire group. 
before we make any rash yeah. decisions. Yeah. When we were chasing Chrissy, uh, we found this weird mound that we're coming up on, and Alistair tries to point it out. Uh, let's see it at this point, Jay. Uh, yeah, at this point, I mean, with them pointing it out, you guys all look over and, uh, you know, similar view, you guys would have seen very untouched land, um, but off near some trees looks like a small mound. Uh, roughly how big does it look to me? Um, no, maybe uh, five, six feet. Um, across and then height-wise, maybe just you know a foot, a couple of feet, maybe. It's probably not the barrow. Sorry, did you guys hear me? Yeah. I did. It's probably what? Probably not a barrow. Like a burial. There's only one way to find out. Look, why don't we land and discuss this with everybody before we go running off on something that could be potentially dangerous? Jay, I mean, we're flying low enough for them to hear. Yeah, um, at this point, I mean, you know, you guys would have signaled each other, so Gray, you would have seen. Um... I go check it. Okay. Oh, you're just going for I'll it. <laughs> Yeah, if you're going for it, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow. I'm staying up in the okay. air. Um, so you guys I go and approach. Follow from Chrissy. Um, so you guys approach and near a, a small subset of trees, there's just this mound uh, covered in snow. Uh, you guys kind of land, and a little bit of the 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 wind from your griffins uh, kicks up around the area, disturbing a lot of the untouched snowy area. Um, but you are now standing in front of this mound. Uh, seems just like a snow mound of some sort. I summon fortune, and then okay. I start poking it. Okay. Uh, you start poking it, and it's almost like you're, you know, there's a, a, a bit of resistance, and then, tink, your sword just hits something hard. I start digging. I'm gonna dig too. Okay. Alistair's gonna be like 10 feet off the ground on Chrissy, just uh, watching. So you guys begin digging. You guys begin digging. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, I'm gonna land, but I'm gonna just stay on guard. Okay. Um, okay, so you guys all. Uh, wind and gray, you guys begin digging as uh, the rest of your party just kind of chills out. Uh, Brotar still on the back of the uh, the carriage at this point. Oh, by the way, I reach in my pocket and I grab a little wire, bring close to my mouth. To my mouth, I point to the carriage and I say, "Dude, uh, I think we found something here. Come check it out." And, I and he says, myself. "Okay." Um, and he just turns to you and says. Yeah, no, no problem. I'll be here. Just got my gun pointed at you. Coward. And then I go back to digging. Okay. Uh, so if Ryan probably was about here, I would tell him to blow his dick off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he probably would do that too. Um, 
so you guys begin digging and uh it doesn't take very long after you know maybe about half a foot of snow you guys begin digging and you guys see uh make both of you make investigation checks wind oh, and uh great that's a six six got it nice <laughs> 16. 16? Okay. Gray, you just begin digging and digging, and the first uh, kind of hard-ish object that you find in there, you just grab, and you're like, oh, this is it. This is definitely treasure. You pull it out, and you think it's treasure for a moment, but Wind looks at you and realizes that you're holding what looks like a hand. Is it a severed hand? Like a severed hand. I thought it was oh, going to be this. So cool. Okay, this is my <laughs> hand. I call dibs on this hand. I'm uh, do not you think that there's the rest of a body under there? Do you think it's all cut up like this? That's concerning. Let's finish digging it up. Yep, so you guys continue digging some more, pulling all this snow out, and again, on occasion, you see a foot, a few tufts of hair, a femur. Some of it has, most of it has been frozen, but some of it has deteriorated into bone. Um, one curious thing you do notice, Gray, is that uh, they're wearing the same clothing as the iridescent guard from Ecclesia. Oh. Do you think they froze to death? Or do you think they, does it, does it appear that they froze to death? I mean, uh, if you guys want, um, the two of you again can make um, medicine checks. Sorry. Uh, yeah, make make medicine checks just to discern the nature of, of what happened to these bodies. That's 17. 17, 14, okay, got it. Um, yeah, uh, it doesn't look like, it looks like some... Uh, it looks like they were eviscerated and then froze. Okay, I take a step back and I uh, start uh, waving my hands around and uh, uttering uh, some arcane words. And I take 10 minutes and I cast Detect Magic. Ritual. Okay. Okay, so you cast uh, Detect Magic ritually. Um, nothing pinging below you, but you get get a ping from above you. I look up. And you look up onto the trees and there is a figure standing there, just not moving. Told the dead. No, told the dead? Okay. Uh-oh. Um, so that's a whiz. Uh, whiz 16. Okay. Uh, you cast Toll of the Dead on this thing. Doesn't seem to have an effect. What the fuck? Guys? Alistair would hop off Chrissy using his wing boots and fly over to the figure. Okay. Uh, can I cast... Um, I think it's called Eyes of the Grave, where I can locate undead. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, you, if you cast Eyes of the Dead, uh, Eyes of the Grave, uh, you don't detect undead. Uh, I would like to use um, Divine Sense, uh, okay. which will allow me to know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. Um, none of those things ping, um, except uh, just, just Grey's Detect Magic at the very top. Um, Alistair, you go Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. What were you going to do? I was just going to say I was going to walk over and start yelling at it. Well, okay. it's up in a tree. What do you say to it? Who the fuck are you? Why are you in a tree? I mean, I mean we would have... Say, Alistair said... We would be a little more a little generous more if generous you spoke. spoke. Uh, you get no response, Savos. And as you approach... Alistair, you look, um, and I'll say make, uh, cause you know, you're kind of keeping a distance from the trees. Make an investigation check as well. Investigation. Eh. Four. 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 Uh, this thing is not moving. It's just standing uh, there, but you do notice it's wearing, um, iridescent guard, uh, garbs as well. Oh. Uh, can I mind link with it and uh, and allow it to uh, respond back to me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I would like to ask, uh, who are you and what are you? Uh, I'm sorry, there's still an echo and it's it's messing me up. Just mute him. <laughs> I don't know how to mute other people. Yeah. But the echoing. Um, yeah, but the echo. Okay. Uh, so starting over. Uh, mind link. I allow him to speak back, and I say, uh, "Who are you, and what is this? What do you want with us?" Okay. You get no response. Okay. I I I'm gonna cast dimension door up to. Uh, you said it's uh, it's on uh. On the tree is is it like on the? Okay, I'm just gonna cast dimension door to it. Okay, yeah, it's um, it seems to be this figure just sitting on a branch on the tree. You cast dimension door and pop up beside it. Um, and you are now just suddenly beside this thing. Uh, you look at it. It is not alive. It is a. It looks frozen over, like it's just wearing the iridescent guard and uh, gear. But the tree has basically prevented it from just getting, um, uh, getting a lot of snow on it. And you look at its face, and this person's face is stuck in a very almost pained look. Oh, buddy, that's not a great way to go. You said something ping when I cast uh, detect magic. I assume it's yeah. still on, because uh, yes, you sense it on this creature's finger. I reach for it. Okay. Uh, so you know, you kind of just start pulling on this ring that it's on his finger. It's the only thing that seems to be uh, of interest to you. I also check uh, um, if it has any gold. Okay. Uh, make an investigation check. That's a 
that's a one. That's a one. Um, yeah, you're you're kind of sitting. It's it's very you're in a very precarious position as this thing is kind of just frozen solid onto this tree, and you're kind of sitting uncomfortably on um, on a branch at this point, reaching for its right hand, trying to pull this ring from it. You snap off the finger actually in the process, just to free the ring. So now the ring is stuck in ice on this thing's finger. I but you are now in possession of it. And I push the body uh, off the branch. Okay. Um, Alistair will try to catch it since he's flying right there. Okay. Uh, make a strength check. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I probably would have landed by this point. Three! <laughs> yeah, so you reach, you reach for this body that Gray has pushed and it slips out of your hand. It's very slippery, covered in ice. Uh, the rest of you are looking up and you're like, what's that dark thing falling towards us? Um, so who, it would have been, who would have been below? It would have been Paige, and Savos, wind, I believe. and Wynn, right? Zundas, you weren't Wind was the one true. digging. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I think I was still over by the other body. I would have landed by this point, but I wouldn't be nearby. I okay. probably would be nearby. Okay, so Wind, yeah. Wind, Savos, and... You weren't near, right, Zundas? Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. No, I would have landed, but I probably wouldn't be nearby that body. Okay, Wind and Sundas, uh, Wind and Savos, I need you guys to make uh, deck saving throws. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Since I was nearby, would I, I need... I stop it. Uh... I was nearby, too, wasn't I? Yeah, so you you and Savos make deck saves. Oh, sorry, you said Wind. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, my bad. Page. So that's dex? Dex save, yeah. That is a total of nine. That's a total of five for me, dog. Okay. Um, you guys are, you know, not watching, but somebody yells out, look out, at the very last second as this body falls. It doesn't immediately crush you guys. However, in the process, it does, um, you know, uh, bits of its body parts just kind of come shattering off of its body, specifically its arm, uh, whipping in a circle, almost like a boomerang towards you guys. It hits the both of you, and you suffer uh, uh, two points of bludgeoning damage as this thing just and smacks the both of you. Um, <laughs> but the body is I look now... At Gray in the... um, sorry. sorry, go ahead. I look at Gray in the tree and I'm like, what the hell? Uh, it got scared and it jumped. <laughs> um, since it looks like since an arm came over and, and smacked me, I am, like, thoroughly shooketh, yeah. traumatized. And I'm, so, and I'm sort of curled up in a little ball with, with my hands on the back of my neck, sort of curled up tightly. Uh, and, Jay, I, uh, I figure it's not probably safe for me to go back. Uh, to the ground right now, so I take another moment, I reach into my pockets, I grab a pearl, I already deduced the, the, the 100 gold pieces uh, okay. from my, because uh, I, I need a pearl to do identify, and I only yeah. just realized that, but, I, <laughs> but I'm 
but yeah and uh, um, an owl feather and I concentrate for uh, one minute and I cast identify on the ring okay uh, it is a ring of jumping is what you identify oh. as oh that's nice I put it I put it on my finger and I and I see if it works and I jump can you okay actually put it on yeah I thought it was encased in ice no, I'll, I'll chop the finger. Okay. Oh, you yeah. still so got the you just... bit of the finger inside the ring. I can just push it. Yeah, so all of you guys are just watching Gray having pushed his body. He's just sitting on the tree, chipping away. There's bits of ice falling on the ground. Um, a few of you guys see, like, bloody pieces of ice falling on the ground. And Brotar's like, what the hell are you doing up there? Uh, I'm working... All right, well, work faster. Let's get the show on the road, huh? Alistair, Alistair will cause a minor illusion of the guy. Like, he's going to take a look at the guy's face and use minor illusion to put one, like, put a copy of it in front of Gray's face. <laughs> Gray and just screams and uh, kind of uh, 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 jumps backwards and he falls from the bunch. Okay. Um, I am still cowering. Just get my dice here. One second. Um, Does he fall on the corpse? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you fall probably about uh, 20 or, yeah, I'd say about 20 or so feet. Um, so you just look up and you see this frightening gnarled expression uh, on this face as Alistair has kind of copied the look of this body of the iridescent guard you're so concentrated on chipping away at the bits of finger that's on this ring that as you look up it frightens you you stumble backward tumbling down um, you suffer seven points of bludgeoning damage as you just crash on the ground the wind knocked out of you um Yeah, so you've just fallen directly on the ground. The body's just beside you. You motherfucker. You didn't see shit. I'm just, you didn't see me cast a spell. I'm not, I'm not calling. I'm, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just yelling at the universe. Yeah. Do I still have the what, ring? What did you see? Yeah, he just basically is like hurt and he's just like oh motherfucker um not at you doesn't know it's you yeah um uh yeah you still have the ring you still held on to it um uh, yo kitty cat can you come here a second uh, uh so sure after doing all that we'll go try to comfort Paige and try to calm her down from her panic attack. I go over to Gray. I think this would be good uh, for you. I yep. Does it look okay? Does it look like unmarred? Uh, yeah, for the most part, I mean, there's still little bits of, uh, you know, frozen 
bone and frozen uh, blood on it, but you just kind of clean it up a little bit more, uh, buff it up a little bit, and it looks like it's in really good condition. Yeah, this is not me uh, asking you to marry me, to marry me, by the way. This is not just yet. Yeah, I'm... Well, yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah. I take the um, ring and I slide it over one of my claws. Okay. Uh, it's going to take attunement, but um, you are in possession of a ring of jumping, so you can use a bonus action to cast a jump spell on you, which triples... Uh, your jump. Thank you. You're welcome. And then I'm going to walk past Savos, and I'm going to punch him, because I assume it was him. Uh, okay. Whatever. Whatever that okay. was. Uh, Savos, you're going to try to avoid it, or? Just going to take it. <laughs> I like how he just puts fireball immediately on the screen. It's great. <laughs> Are you actually going to fireball him? Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll, I'll reduce no, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right, I'll fucking do it. All right, so you punch Savos in the face. Um, and just out of pure reaction, not even malice, not even um, putting too much thought into it, he just instinctually waves his finger at you um, as he's uh, kind of swirling a, a tiny ball and a bit of um, his other materials on his other hand. Make a DC 14 deck save. Uh, just a reminder, he has to do it as well because uh, I was right next to him. Tavos has oh, no, I'm using sculpt spell. sculpting. Oh, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah fuck 11. you. Okay. <laughs> Good thing you have resistant to fire damage, being a tiefling. Yeah. yeah. But Seriously. what the hell did I miss? Uh, Nothing much. Go to P for 20 seconds. Basically, <laughs> this is butterfly effect. Uh, you basically, um, scared Gray, he fell on the ground, assumed it was Savos, and then punched him in the face, and Savos <laughs> shot a fireball at him out of instinct. How did you um, So you suffer 14 points of fire damage, uh, Gray, as he just instinctually does it, no one else is affected, as he, um... Of course, seeing the fire, I, I start panicking even more and cower into an even tighter ball. I think Zundus probably would have gotten off of Sphera by now and started storming over. Okay. So, uh, uh, I think your way. Yeah. That is a five. That is a failure. And you get okay. burned, too. So, Gray and Savos coming to blows. Both of you. Both of you stop, and he's uh, Alistair will cast Hypnotic Patter on the both of them. Okay. Uh, Zundis, you said you were making your way. Are you going to do anything? Yeah, he's like storming over. Okay. Um, he looks very pissed. Okay, so both of you... Do you have to make you... a save for uh, Hypnotic Patter? Uh-oh, do I need to yeah. save? Um, yeah, but just, just uh, Gray and 
uh, Sabos. Yeah, great Sabos. DC 15 wisdom saves. Yeah, make it with saves. When you're okay. Because I think at this point you would have just been like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Fuck both oh, of you. <laughs> both save. I'm going to use one hand to flip off Gray and the other to flip off Alistair. Okay, Alistair, okay. yeah, don't start talking now. Okay, <laughs> sit down. Hey, what the f- Why are you blowing yourselves up? Because it's fun. Why the then I hug Savos. You're what? I'm gonna hug you. I'm gonna hug you back. Have the both of you forgotten you. where we are? Absolutely. Yeah. We're in the middle of the wilderness. Do you want I the entire- feel nostalgic. <laughs> Do you want to bring more attention to ourselves than necessary? Yes. It was all in the spirit of good fun. Exactly. The spirit of good fun can get you killed. Don't let it happen again. And then he walks off. Okay, who died and made him the- I actually want to, like, look around the area, particularly, like, up in the sky, because, I mean, I don't know how long the bodies have been here, but I'm wondering if, like, some sort of wildlife killed them. Um, so you're going to take a look around, or are you just going to look at the, see the cause of death on the bodies? Well, I know that the one that, I, that was buried was eviscerated. Yeah. Um, you know what, I'll say make a, just make a general intelligence check. Oh no. Yeah. That's a three. A three? Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, you've seen some weird stuff in your travels, um, and you, you're just aware that there's some dangerous stuff out here, so... You assume it's some sort of wildlife or creature that would have probably done this. So, okay. I don't know. Sorry. I think we should get moving, guys. Yeah. Probably. I'm still freaking out, guys. Yeah, and if are you all right, Paige? If you listen closely enough, she, it seems like she's not saying anything. But if you listen very, very closely, it does seem like she is praying a very specific, uh, uh, religion-specific prayer uh, of uh, forgiveness and protection, like over and over again. Look at what you guys made her do. She's. she's She's making hymns, or whatever. The... She's saying her Hail Marys, Hail and eat Wait, what? <laughs> uh, Fabi, can you repeat that? I, I think it cut out for a sec. Uh, she's saying her uh, Hail Mary to whom? I said Hail and eat because he kind of just slapped her with a corpse arm. Okay, okay. Um, let's just hit the road, maybe, or the air. 
Would you, uh, Alice, are trying to calm her down and say, would you prefer to bury these people together? Uh, since things have sort of calmed down a little, she will sort of get out of her ball. And she'll notice the various uh, corpse pieces around her. And she'll just sort of automatically get up and start uh, collecting them in a pile and then sacred flame them to to cremate. Okay, so you just begin to kind of uh, go through your usual routine and process all of these little parts. Um, again, wearing the iridescent guard that you guys have seen so much in Ecclesia, um, putting them to rest and saying a small prayer, you bury these things as uh, and disintegrate them down to their bare bones and eventually into nothing. Great. As they go back to the earth or the planet. And then um, I'd like, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, uh, after they're cremated properly, at least the body parts that are visible on the ground, uh, she's going to go back to Orchid and sort of, uh, you know, snuggle up on Orchid a little bit. She's kind of like, visibly shaken and uh you know she's she's crying a little bit but she's trying not to like sob at all but she is crying visibly and after a minute she will get back on orchid and sort of wait on everyone else uh brotar turns to everyone and says all right uh ready to get the show on the road yet or yeah. Uh, Zundas has already gotten up into the air. Okay. Um, so he kind of just uh, pulls on the reins of the horse as the horse takes off. Uh, the rest of you guys following in tow. Um, okay. I'll say um, for this case, just to make it more fun, I'll get everybody to roll... Uh, survival checks. Uh, still, you're still going at a slow pace, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so go and try 15 for me. So, okay, so 19. 21. Nice. Nine. A total of 15 for me. 15 for you. So 18. Okay. So generally, um, so you guys begin to make your way further south as the day goes on. You guys managed to finally make it far enough that as you look back, Ecclesia is just gone. Like you don't even see Ecclesia anymore, despite the land being flat. Uh, a couple days travel at the very least. Um, so you guys uh, eventually, very curious thing happens. You guys step further and further south. At some point, the snow is beginning to melt. For At first, very slowly, as you guys are now approaching an area called the Cold Thawed Tundra, the land starts becoming a bit more yellow and red, the grass around this area, making it a beautiful seen despite the wet patches on occasion of frozen ground and wet marshland. Each step on the half-frozen ground 
fairly stable, but uh, becoming a little bit unpleasant as on occasion you take a step and a long, uh, hidden almost channel, very small channel of water, uh, your feet go th sink deep into it, about a foot or so in, soaking your footwear completely. The cold has slightly subsided, and it's, though it's still chilly, it's not quite as harsh as the frozen lands that you had been traversing the days past. You remove your foot from the ground as a suctioning sound um, occurs, removing your feet from the thick, wet mud as you guys press on. At some point, this weird wet marshland and a little bit of the cold weather, you step through and it's almost like there's a barrier that makes the ground very almost healthy green grass. It's like a very clear distinct, distinct barrier. So you're almost walking in wet marsh tundra of the melting snow. And then suddenly it's just like a, a beautiful lawn. Uh, up ahead, you look up and you see a very large tower in front of you. Uh, large stone tower about three stories high. Bearing a large banner with the symbol of a single eye within a diamond, which Savos, you know, and um, Wind, you also know, is the symbol of Ecclesia. At the top, peeking through the parapets, is a single wooden ballista that aims high above the sky. The surrounding area seems unaffected by the weather. A barrier extends about 120 feet, encircling the tower as four figures stand in front of you. One of them waves a hand up towards you and says, Halt! You are trespassing on Ecclesian military base. Please state your business. At this point, there are probably about you know, uh, 60 or so feet ahead of you. I'm going to use uh, Thaumaturgy to increase the sound of uh, my voice. And I say, uh, we're just passing through. We don't want no trouble. Hmm. Well, no trouble here either, but this is a military base, so state your business. Where do you hail from? We're coming from Ecclesia and we're heading to Exomere. All right, approach slowly and please stow your weapons away as they begin to walk towards you as well. I raise my hand and I, I raise my hands and I say, I have no weapons on me and I only have my shield. Okay. I'll uh, they begin I'll, to kind of sorry. Uh, yep, they begin to approach you guys. Uh, what are you doing, Paige? I will stow my mace in the uh, cart. Okay. Uh, got it. Uh, yeah, you, you would have long rested, so it would probably be, you know, the course of the evening, then the next morning, so you can restore. Uh, you can restore all... Actually, wait. We took. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, sorry. Same day, same day. Uh, you guys nope. haven't had a rest yet, so. Oh, it's, uh, it's the same day. Yeah, you guys have probably traveled about three or so days total from Ecclesia before meeting this uh, tower. And he says to you, Well, very rare that we get anybody coming through this way. Uh, what's your name? Uh, as he looks at you, Gray. Name is Gray. Well, my name is Juni. Uh, we're part of the Christophan Guard of Ecclesia. You folks looking to make some passage through towards Exemir. Very dangerous lands out there. Yeah, well, uh, I guess we're used to dangerous. And uh, he kind of, Juni looks at the rest of you and says, Well, you folks uh, need a place to stay. Uh, I mean, we got a few bed bedrolls inside if you want to take a rest. Your mounts look like they're worse for wear. That might be a good idea. Yeah, I guess. Possibly stock up on whatever we can get here. This. <sighs> Alright. Um, and he kind of just begins to shout orders at a few of the men who uh, go up and they kind of they encircle you but not in a threatening way almost just as if they're escorting you uh, a few of them have their crossbows drawn as they're kind of looking around um, with a few of them also wear a very similar thing to the iridescent guard except it's all black instead of the white uh, normal kind of monk robes of the iridescent guard you guys begin to approach this large large tower Juni kind of goes up to you, Savos, and he says, yeah. Are you from Ecclesia? No. <clears throat> uh, no, I'm from Dragon Scar. Huh. Chris Warren, I knew someone just like you. Yeah. My mistake, sir. Kind of just character, walks away. Would I know him? Um. Yeah, you would have recognized him. He would have uh, known your father. He was a uh, okay. Uh, he was a uh, always showing up at the Church of Eldath. Okay. So, you guys begin to approach this tower. And Juni looks over to you guys and says, as he's walking backward, kind of with his hands opened out, says, well, welcome to Crystalfen, I guess. You guys are the first, uh, first guests we've had in a while. We ain't got much here, but definitely have some lodging for a few individuals. Uh, I need to ask a favor of all of you, though, if that's possible. Hmm. What would that be? Oh, here you are, at least. Please tell me you guys have some food. 
I'm gonna dump out my bag of holding and just dump out the 20 pounds of random Yeti meat. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, careful with your meat. words, because you say you want to dump out everything in there? Uh, no, I'm just gonna, like, pull out okay, the okay. 20 pounds <laughs> of random Yeti meat. Okay. I just want to make sure, because if you dump all its contents out, there's some strange things in there. I'm pretty sure I still have Raven Tree's corpse in there. I'm pretty sure you have <laughs> Raven Tree's corpse in there. Yeah, that's gonna be. <laughs> that's probably not looking good right now. That's been in there for like yeah, five days, yeah. give or take. Also, if you have a corpse in there, um, again, there's an echo. I'm sorry. Sorry. It's okay. I can't talk when there's an echo in my ears. Um, but if you have a corpse in there, you. Better hope Paige doesn't find out, cause she will be pissed. Well, it was kind of a necessity at the time, and then <laughs> we kind of forgot about it. She will help you bury it if you, you know, if you want her to help you bury it. Nah, I think while I'm gonna, while I'm just like feeling around in the bag of holding, trying to pull out the Yeti meat, then I'll uh. I'll just kind of remember it, and when I have time later, go out to bury it on my own. Okay, have that's my fair. Moments of sentimentality. Yeah, of course. She's just very like pro proper burial, if that makes sense. So, yeah. You know, if you haven't noticed by now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you pull up the yeti meat, and uh, a few of the guards are like. Uh, are like yeah. can we uh, and they're kind of just like pointing at it like they want it yeah how about it yeah go for it and they almost become like rats they just rush up to it and they begin to grab it and some of them are pulling it distributing it to each other um, as a few others just run in uh, leaving only Junie and one other uh, standing near you uh, I would like to approach, uh, Junie. Okay. You know, I have been looking to get a hold of a longbow, so if you have any, uh, extra equipment lying around, I could do a little hunting while we're, uh, while we're resting. suppose I might uh, be able to bring back some more food. You know what, um, I really commend that you're willing to do that, my friend, but, uh, hunting hasn't been so good around here. Um, How's it now? Yeah. It's, I suppose uh, that explains why you're starving. Yeah, it's, um, we actually had a few people go out and do some hunting. Um, and they didn't really find anything, so we've sent word to Ecclesia, actually, to let us know a status report, give us an update on what's going on, why all of a sudden, you know, the protection of this place is flickering on and off. Uh, I think we could explain to... that. Oh. Uh, no, we've only just come from Ecclesia, after all. Uh, uh, there was an attack. Oh my... Where? Like, so... Any, anywhere in particular, or...? The entire city. Look, the there, entire I'm city. going to be giving you a 
just teensy tidbits of the information. It's going to take us a while to explain everything. Suffice to say, the Empire attacked. Uh, there was a problem with the Clavager. We had to sort of take care of that. Uh, the Archmage is dead, but we did manage to get the Clavager restored. The Empire has been fought off, but a lot of people died. If you could do me a favor and just, uh... Just don't let the guys know inside. Not yet. Tactfulness is my specialty. I appreciate that. Uh, just let them have their fun with the food. But, of course. Uh, the very few... You know... Creatures that have come this way was while the power of the Clavager was out. We had a few Yetis kind of run by and try to take some stuff, but scared them off with the Ballista. It didn't really come too close. Those fuckers suck. Yeah, you're telling me. I mean, to be fair, they're tough. We put, uh, I mean, not recently, but we've put one of those, and you see, he points up to the Ballista, which has you know a massive... Uh, kind of arrow in the middle of it. He says, put one of those suckers through one of them and still think kept running. Crazy. They're hearty, but a nice uh, sword to the spine will kill anything. Uh, and you can see now that he's, he's, you know, you see his ears. He's not, uh, he's a human. He's not an elf. And he says, uh, <coughs> well, if I was any good with the magic stuff, I would have definitely, uh, Helped out, but... No, I just, uh, swing my sword. So... Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, anyways, uh, come in, come in. Uh, and he kind of leads you into... The castle. Or the, uh, stone tower. And he says, uh... Where the, uh... Uh, I guess you can call it last line of defense, even though we don't look much like it. Uh, Crystal Fen is kind of the last step before it. now you're venturing out into the southern frontier. But uh, I tell you right now, it's a lot better than whatever's shits up on the north. So. I should probably uh, mention the blind man as well. What's there? <laughs> Oh yeah, we saw him. Uh, we saw him come through this way. Actually, he just he went a little bit south, but uh, luckily he kind of turned around before he got past. Uh, I wasn't looking forward to sending word to Exumir. Uh, that would have been a shitty trek through those damn marshes. Yeah, that. So he did not head in the way of Exumir, right? Oh no, no, he. Uh... Turned around, went to the, uh, went to Frost Baron, uh, the Fallows, or sorry, Frost Fallow Barons, just northwest. Um, so, sorry, what were you saying, Jess? Oh, uh, Paige is going to wait for a break in the conversation to bring this up, but, um, she is going to say, um, uh, if you don't mind my asking, um, a very close person to me 
um, is lost. And um, the only thing I have to go on is it's a place with water and beasts. Would you happen to know what that means? Uh, sorry, I'm, uh, I barely know much about really what's going on just north of here. Um, water and beasts, I mean, you know, we got oceans, uh, pretty much all around us in the northern end, eastern end as well, the Agrelian Sea, um, islands and stuff few coasts not much I can say other than that I understand thank you anyway and she kind of sinks back uh, head dipped okay um so you any you guys enter the inside of this place and uh it's very functional very basic uh almost garrison tower uh crystal fen is just purely functional with the ballista. On the first floor that you guys are in, uh, there are just racks of what look like different weapons and armor. Uh, Juni actually uh, heads over to one of the racks and he says, uh, picks up a longbow and kind of just plucks the string a little bit. One of them breaks immediately, kind of slapping him on the wrist. uh, And he says, ah, fuck. Uh, that's going to be bruised later. Uh, he puts, throws it aside and grabs another one and he plucks it a few more times and he says, uh, Mate, what's your name again? Uh, sorry? What's your name? Oh, I suppose I didn't give it to you, did I? It's uh, Zondas. Oh, uh, Zondas. Uh, here, have this, uh, have this bow. I know you're not going to be doing any hunting, but... Yeah. Uh, much appreciated. You wouldn't have a we got quiver. plenty. You wouldn't have to have a quiver, would you? Uh, quivers. Oddly enough, we don't. Um, I mean, I could give you a few arrows, but we're kind of running a little bit low on those as well. Hmm. That's alright. Um, can I go out and collect what I think I might need to start fletching some arrows and just try my hand at that? Okay. Um, yeah, you could you could definitely do that. Um, does anyone else want to do anything while Savos is doing that? Uh, um, I would actually like to ask this guy uh, if he knows anything that has gone on in Exemir. Like, does he know anything going on around there? Like, what's happened? Do it. Honestly, you know more than us, friend. Uh, even in the dark. Uh, just surviving out here. I mean, I know we're supposed to be the last line of defense, but we still got numbers. There's still about 12 of us here, minus the four that went out to uh, send word, never came back, but uh, normally 16 of us man this place, and uh, with the Clavager kind of dipping in and out, shitty hunting, we haven't really had much to go by. Out of character for a second, I just realized something. What? Uh, we just grave robbed their friends. Oh shit, yeah we did. Yep. 
Uh, we didn't do crap. Gray's the one who was grave robbing. Mm-hmm. And gave his, his, his spoils to me. I put my hands in my pockets. Um, if possible, um, well, for, first of all, um, um, uh, I'm sorry, I can still hear an echo and... It's okay, I'm server muting him as you're talking, so... Uh, thank you. Uh, not now, not now. Um... Sorry, James. Sorry. Uh, so... Would there uh, be any semblance of, like, edible plants around since the greenery is sort of in better condition in this area? You know, you would think. Um, I mean, our grass, the grass looks fine. But things haven't, uh, you know, there's 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 wetlands. There's some marsh areas. There There's definitely some stuff. We're starving in the sense that we haven't had much... Uh, anything heavy to eat by way of meat but there are a few good pickings around here some berries we might have tapped a lot of it out already uh, at least in the immediate area okay uh out of character uh back when it was still frozen was there like any sense of like acorns around still left over from uh from autumn or or anything like that that she would have noticed uh, you mean like uh, on your way here? Would you have noticed? Um, yeah. Anything like that? I'll say um, actually at this point, yeah. You, I'll say you and Savos can both make uh, nature checks because he's looking for fletching, and you're just gonna kind of draw on memory, kind of see if you recognize. Uh, I I hate to ask, but can I can that possibly be survival? Because I'm a lot better at survival. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you, uh, yeah, so basically if you, yeah, you can explain to me, so if it was survival, I'll say, um. Because it's looking for food. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, correct. Um, yeah, so yours will be survival, Savos will still be nature. Sorry, I misunderstood. Yours will be to look for it. Savos is going to try to remember if he read anything about the area. Uh, yeah. So, for I, I rolled an 18. Survival, that's mm-hmm. plus 4. So, I think that's 22 for looking for food. Yeah, so basically you had been um, fairly proficient at foraging when you were spent all that time out in the north. Um north of ecclesia so yeah you would have been recognizing similar varieties of different um kind of edibles around the area essentially great uh so what i would like to do is take orchid so i could get there and back quickly and i would like to go foraging for as many acorns berries and edible roots as i could possibly find okay um, so I'll say you take the next, you know, 45 minutes to an hour to do that. Um, Savo's doing the same, except for a different purpose. He's kind of um, looking, walking around the grounds. Um, Savos, you managed to find about six bird feathers that are just kind of strewn about the area. Hmm. 
uh, and Paige, between all of the the herbs you would have gathered in the time you would have spent, without straying too far from the uh, crystal fen itself, um, you would have probably gathered about two pounds of various nuts and berries, something like that. Fantastic. Uh, I would like to go into whatever sort of, of kitchen they have and start making acorn cookies with jam. Okay. Um, they don't have much by way of, uh, of a kitchen. So you head up to the, the second floor and they just have a very simple uh, kind of hearth hearth that you can just somewhat make your way but i'll say for this case um let me see i'll save culinary you know what we'll call it um are you proficient with things like artisan tools or cooking utensils anything like that uh looking at my proficiencies i don't think so okay um <clears throat> so i'll say i'll say in this case it'll be a kind of survival check to process all of this into something edible that's not just straight up uh raw raw nuts and berries okay. um roll a survival check uh, real quick, is it possible for me to cast guidance on myself, or is that just other people? You can guide yourself. Guidance. Yeah, you can cast. It's a touch yourself. spell, so you can touch yourself. Yeah. Giggity. <laughs> um. Yeah, so it'll be um a d twenty, which is plus your survivor survival bonus. Um. And if you have any other proficiencies, or if you're proficient in things like cooking utensils. Um, as the DC will be a little bit high, because you, you know, you're, you're trying to make something out of... Uh, very, I mean, very I, I think the only proficiency that... I, I mean, it'd be a stretch, but I have proficiency in insight. <laughs> yeah, it, it would be um, D20 plus survival, plus uh, plus if you have any sort of tool, it's a uh, proficiency that would boost that up. So roll a d20, add your survival for now. We'll call it that. Ooh, that's a 13 plus four. 13 plus four. Can I add my okay. 1d4 or do uh, we yeah, not need to? Yeah, you can roll your 1d4. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got a lot of survival skill. Uh, that is uh, one. So add oh, one to that. 18. Um, okay. Um, surprisingly, I mean, you do, you know, you guys all um, start smelling very nicely roasted uh, smells as 
page is now in the process of just taking various implements. You're just taking random daggers. Uh, you know, you, you take a war, uh, you take a warhammer, um, take a little helmet, you put all the berries in there and you begin to squish, uh, this thing, treating it like a mortal and pestle. You're kind of just making do with all the very basic implements they have here. Um, mostly by way of armor, um, uh, and you actually make some very passable food out of this. Uh, the other guys in the in the place, uh, you see two females, um, two females and one male sitting uh, nearby as you're cooking, and they're just kind of pulling on this yeti jerky. And he says, uh, uh, one of the women say. Were you the one who uh, smoked these jerkies or something? Yeti stuff? Oh, well, I helped harvest the meat. Uh, we had to kill the yetis for self-preservation, and we didn't want anything to go to waste. And I did collect the firewood to smoke it, but we also... Uh, but it was, it was a team effort. I believe it was uh, out of character. It was Alistair who helped? Uh, I think it was Savos. Savos. Yeah. Okay, so she'll say, uh, but it was, uh, collect the meat. Uh, but she'll say, uh, but it was Savos' idea first, so I think he'd be the first one to thank. I just helped. Well, uh, really good meat there. I think you guys chose the good stuff. I never thought Yeti meat would taste that good, really, but Thank you. Of course, it's my pleasure. Um, I I think these uh, acorn cookies are almost done. They're not the best tasting, but they are calories, and and you know if you're interested. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, a lot of us here haven't really eaten much. Uh, my sister's looking really thin. And you look over beside her, and there's a very thin uh, elf. Uh, and holding up, like, a very large piece of yeti meat. Like, it's almost like a, a turkey leg in her hand. She says, oh, Yes, my sister's definitely the fatter one out of the two of us at the moment. She says, well, I mean, it was your choice to keep giving me your food. I mean, that's how much you love me. And the other sister says, Ah, Miss Andur, just calm yourself with all this lovey talk. And she goes, Thanks anyway, it's a very delicious meal. Um, Paige offers both of them uh, an acorn cookie with some smash berries on top. And yeah. Um, oh, thank you. Um, my name is Renolin, and this is my sister, Miss Adur. Can you repeat the second name again? Sorry. Uh, Miss Andur. Got it. I wanted to write those and down. Rinolin. Yeah. Uh, um, go ahead. Let me say, and you are? 
my ma- my name is is Paige. It's a pleasure to meet both of you. Uh, you as well. I hear you've come from Ecclesia. What's the seems to be the word there? And she kind of uh, it gets a little quiet for a minute. And I said, and she says, uh, well, there, I believe when we left, they were in the process of cleaning up from a very terrible attack. I couldn't tell you the finer details of it, but it was very devastating. Uh, they kind of have this shocked expression on their face. Like, it's almost like they're feeling happy that they're eating, but a little sad about what news you bring. Um, One of the individuals off on the side kind of runs up uh, to the table where the the rest of you guys are sitting um, as Paige is preparing this food. And he says, "Uh, what's this now about an attack? Oh. Attack on where? She's like, um, again, I, I couldn't really tell you the finer details of it, but um, there was an issue with some undead. Uh, I believe it's over now. Um, as far as as uh, as how bad it was, again, I couldn't say. I I wasn't there to witness a lot of uh, the why and the how. Uh, But it's over now. And uh, it seems like what pieces are left to pick up, uh, the people of Ecclesia were doing well to pick up. Well... I appreciate what you're saying to me, lady. Uh, but no, and t- please take no offense to this, but um, I know your type. You're very well-spoken, and I'm sure you've seen some shit, but you're very kind with your words. He looks over at you, Gray, and he says, uh, and he looks at Brotar as well, and he says, friend, what's your name? Ah, uh, Jimmy? Yeah. Uh, Greyjoy. Greyjoy looks- Greyjoy. And to you, as he looks over at you, Zundas, he says, You're going to take off that mask, or? I typically don't in polite company, but I suppose if it will make you feel less uh, apprehensive. Well, we're in this shit together, so. He kind of reaches up and, like, does unsnaps it and sort of undoes the straps and, like, slowly takes it off and, like, his uh, white hair falls onto his uh, shoulders. Okay. And he says, Ah, oh, I knew it. 
I knew I sensed a little bit of scum in this group. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, what? Excuse me? What did I, you say? Mind my tongue, I know. I apologize. It is not drow. us to which you should be apologizing to. He's a elf, right? Ah, uh, yeah. I am just as much a Kalkasar as you are. Ah, uh, just old habits. I apologize. I... The drow are we scum. Don't... I understand that. Believe me, there's a reason I don't live in Usagroth anymore. He says, oh, I appreciate the honesty, and I think we're going to be good friends then, considering we share a little bit of disdain for such things. And you're right. At the end of the day, the boy over there, you, myself, we're all cut from the same cloth. Oh, the name's Marcus. Sandus. Mm. Sandus Philippar. Although I don't, uh, I haven't changed my surname yet. He says, I apologize to the group for anyone who took offense to that. It's... But you see, and you can now all kind of see, like he's seems to have had a little bit to drink. Uh, he kind of looks at all of you and says, Ah, uh, it's just, we've been in this shit so long, I... You know, I am a Montiver. Marcus Montiver. I guess some of you may know. But that name carries a little bit of weight around these parts, especially in Ecclesia. I don't know what I'm doing here. I enjoy the killing, that's the fun part, but... This hanging about, milling, and talking about nothing. Now, this attack you mentioned, did it perhaps destroy any parts of the city? Hmm. It severely damaged the curvature, at least to begin with. And as you have kind of returned from grabbing your fletching Savos, he kind of looks at you and he says, Elf boy, you're awfully quiet there. Don't think I don't recognize your Ecclesian clothing. Fuck. I'm just gonna... Oh, we did just get clothes from there because we were a little unprepared for the cold. And he looks over at you, Gray, and he says, Come on, devil. Tell me the truth now. Give it to me hard and straight. I don't want any bullshit. What the hell happened to our home? Okay. Alright. First of all, devil again and we're gonna have a problem secondly where are you from again look friend uh again 
I can't help myself, so take this as a token of friendship, all right? And he kind of just slaps uh, a kind of rough-looking bottle with no markings on it right on your chest. Some of it kind of spills over to your shirt. Well, I think I'm going to like you. And I take a string of, uh, of whatever that is. Yeah. I come to think of it, we're all cut from the same cloth. Uh, as much as I hate that fucking place, it's still home. So what the hell happened? Please tell me. Ah, uh, uh, there was an attack. I mean, honestly, I don't really pay attention to, to the reasons. I think it may have been the Empire, but it was probably a dragon or someone who was pissed off because of the whole no booze no whores situation it was it was one of those three and then we came in and we saved the day and now everything's okay and then i take another he says well at least that's a little more honest uh i certainly feel that I can't believe it took this long for someone to get a little pissed off at that place, but to be fair, everyone's straight. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. Oh, Coro has a point. He's dead. I mean, he's not dead. He's maybe in a ball of... What he... Right? Alistair? Is he... Orvo's what the... dead. What the he fuck is... happened to Uh, Fabi, you're kind of... put inside the... Clavager. Sorry, Fabi, you were kind of cutting out a little bit for me. Oh, sorry. Uh, how is it now? Uh, it's good. It's good. So what the fuck Gross. happened to Colbert, Alistair? His soul was put into the Clavager because the soul that was in there originally was dying out. Yes. Due to the yeah. attack. But I was unconscious at that point. I went down bravely fighting an ancient white dragon. Well, that sounds yeah, yeah, actually... Grace line. <laughs> no, Honestly... I'm saying that in character. <laughs> yeah. So, oh. You know, he was the one that actually took the hit. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he did. Don't, don't pay attention to him. Tiefling's lie. Uh, that page goes... Actually, I do remember Zundas was with me trying to protect me from the dragon as I was trying to get the Clavenger to the Archmage. Yeah, but so, I was on top of the dragon fighting it. You guys see me. It's not worth speaking about. I allow my actions to speak for themselves, Paige. I'm just happy that you are safe. Thank you. I was just doing my duty. Jay, while they're talking, I'm going to uh, slip away with the bottle, and then I'm okay. going to cast Detect Magic again. Okay. Um, ritually. Ritually, okay. Um, so you find a, a kind of quiet corner, and you, know, you get a few nods, but generally everybody's just letting you be. They've all seen some shit. They're all just happy that there's even people here with some news, some... Um, you know, semblance of uh, normality that you guys are bringing to this whole environment. 
Um, he's actually um, you don't get much by way of magic in this place. Um, there is one specific one. Oh. Um, it is just uh, you see uh, on Marcus it's himself. There are a pair of bracers that are pinging. Hmm. So that's the only thing. That's the only thing. Okay. Uh, he kind of turns to you, Alistair, and says, Look, Junie, we got to get back. Can we please just defy orders and head back? We need to find out what the hell is going on with this place. And Junie says, The last order we received from the Huntress is to stick around. So we stick around. I don't care if we brought in this place. That is our order. That is what we're meant to do. Uh, and, he says, guys, and he says, Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Would you guys like to check in with? her i have a way for you to contact her if you would like even better idea yeah. well i'm not gonna junie says to you i'm not gonna deny that um yeah that's fine if if we're if we can follow up on what the hell's going on and get some some orders but we're by no means going to leave this place, Marcus, because we are the last line of defense. And Marcus kind of turns to Junie and says, oh, whatever. You've heard that speech before. You're the last line of defense. Ah, you're protecting the realm, blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit. And he says, now where the hell is that tiefling with my drink? He's kind of looking for you, Gray. I'll oh, put the sinning stone in his hand. Okay. Or pendant of articulation. Okay. Um, and he kind of just looks around for you, uh, Gray, until eventually finding you and kind of just holds his hand out, asking for his drink back. I take a very, very long swig. And then okay. I give it back. Okay. Got it. He says, Just let me know if he only uses one charge or two. <laughs> okay. Uh, I believe he used the charges already for today. Like, Paige had used it, right? Uh, well, did, haven't you said we've been traveling for three days? Uh, no, no. Just, just from the, the moment you guys set off, it's oh, okay. been about three days or so. But this is the same day, technically, uh, of like the last day, essentially, of your travel. Um, well, that's what I'm saying. I used both charges on the first day. If it's been three days, then it's at least been yeah. 24 hours since I used it. Or another dawn is when it technically recharges. Yeah. Um, I would have given it to her the first day it was charged. Oh, okay. The first day out, got it. Okay. Um, yeah, so okay, so in this case, it would have been back already. Um, he says, All right, friend, well, that's really useful, but um, 
anything you wanted to say? I know you just came from there, but... I mean, this is for you to check in on your orders. Just use it for that. I would prefer if you could do it in one message, but if you need to, go ahead. I'll, I'll keep it brief. Uh, just excuse me for a moment. And Junie kind of takes off, uh, goes up to the very top floor and just kind of disappears as the rest of you are now inside of um, still inside of Crystal Fen. Um, before we go to break, Marcus is going to go up to uh, you, Gray, and he says, Hey, friend, uh, you said you're heading to Exomir? Yeah. Uh, what you gonna do there? You got any? Well, we're... It's a very hush-hush mission that we're on. We're not at liberty to, to discuss them with you. Yeah, but, and it's almost like he's he's doing that thing where um, like he's very drunk and he's got his arms around you and you can almost smell you know that sour ale smell from his breath and his eyes are droopy and he's almost like bonding with you over this drink and he says all right all right you're drunk but drunk just talking no need to tell me anything else more okay okay i'm gonna tell this i'm gonna tell you this because you know you're not at all drunk and you're gonna remember this tomorrow uh right. we are okay cannot tell anyone okay not anyone he holds out his finger on his mouth like Shh. we're gonna kill andy of gray castle and he almost gets a little giddy as you say that and he goes oh shit yeah boy oh man fuck that guy right fuck that guy that's amazing and you what you're gonna find him in Exumir? that's kind of weird right i mean now we're kind of uh looking to a lot of leads right now but yeah that's kind of like the uh uh end game for us cool man see that is the type of stuff i want my last name to have you know montiva fucking kill the prince or some something like that right not you know we sell textiles and our merchants that sounds so stupid and boring you know what you should do you should go out there find a dragon and then kill it ah, look i'm drunk but i'm not stupid what the hell am i gonna do against a dragon i mean, I mean not gonna lie I saw that white thing fly over, and full discretion, I shit my pants. <laughs> well, we killed its baby, so that was fun. Oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. And then I, I reach into my bag, and then I pull a couple of the... Uh, yeah, what are they called? The, the scales. Okay, I thought you were gonna pull up. Oh, no, Brotar has the penis. No, right? no, <laughs> no, no. We <laughs> we gave that to someone. Okay. 
Uh, he says, all right, well, uh, he kind of looks over at you as well, Wind. Are you still, internet's yes. still being weird? I think it's maybe fixed for the time being. Okay, cool. And he says, hey, you're curious, right? Yes. All right. Let me, uh, and he's kind of like stumbling over and he says, let me show you around here. Uh, um, he kind of pulls his arm around you, Gray, and he pulls his arm around you, uh, Wind, and he kind of drags you guys over, like almost like aggressively, but not, root, you know, super mean. And he says, takes you guys to a attacked map on the wall. And he says, here we are right here in the middle of all this shit right um so before we take a break i'll just show you guys this map um sorry i leave for a second yeah well just before we break i'll just show you guys this map so you guys are here currently on roll 20. but we may we yeah um and we <coughs> go here um and he says well, you want to get to Eximir, there are two ways. You could take the high road, which is just south of us, but it takes so fucking long because you're going to walk around the whole damn place. Or you can go through the tundra. But I must warn you, there's some shit there. I eat shit for breakfast. Wait, no. <laughs> Poor oh. choice of words. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I will quote this. That will be your quote on your gravestone now. And you, you hear Brotar. You hear Brotar in the background. He goes, What'd you say? You eat shit for breakfast? I, I, I realized the moment I said it. He just kind of shakes his head and goes about eating some of the food that Paige has made. What kind of shit's in there? Tell me about it. Honestly, we've had to go there once to retrieve something for that fucker. And he points over to Junie and he says, but, um, I don't know. They say it's kind of haunted. There's like, people hear like children screaming and crying and, you know, crows come to try to take your, tear your eyes out or something. Yeah. yeah Children and crows. That, that's awful. Yeah. Um, or, and pardon my language, but you could be a pussy and take the road. It's up to you. Yeah, no, we're not going to do that. I want to find out about this haunted thing. Same. Would I, I know anything about that, Jay, from growing up near here? Uh, or would it be yeah. a little too far? Yeah, so in your case, um, you know, you have focused on a lot of uh, very adventurous, uh, heroic yeah. type of acts. On your peripheral, though, you have heard of some whispers, uh, particularly over in this northern area, in uh, Cylindor, in uh, Cold Thaw, the Ravenmoor Bog. 
even somewhere around the, the Sycamore Reservoir in the back. It's kind of weird. Um, you don't know if it's, if it's just like, oh, they're just beasts that are kind of trickling down from Norton Leone, or if it's actually haunted. So you're kind of like half skeptical. Okay. Um, Savos, you're almost the same as well. You're kind of like, yeah, you've heard, but you're not, you're used to it. Savos, you're more like, you've seen it all. I mean, you're in Ecclesia, you're in the middle of this shit, so. Would I know anything uh, more in detail about what that haunted thing might be? Um, That's what I was trying to ask. Oh, okay. Yeah, if anything, like... both of you make um, make Arcana checks. Uh, while they're rolling... Oh, God, sorry. Or... Oh, you can roll history, too. Arcana or history. Uh, go ahead, Paige. I just had a quick question. Uh, would I be overhearing this conversation that Marcus is having with uh, Gray and Wind? Uh, yeah, you would. You would be aware of it. You're not hearing ex exact details, but you're you're kind of like, you know, still giving food to some of the people. Uh, a few people are coming up to you saying like, "Hey, you got any more of those nut things?" Okay, I just want to point out, I do hear uh, something about spirits that immediately perks my interest, but then someone else asks me for another acorn cookie, so I kind of just take a mental note for later and uh, okay. keep serving food. Got it. Uh, and Marcus Both says... World 15. Okay. Uh, Marcus says to Wind and Gray, he says, oh, I was I'm glad I chose two of you. I know... You weren't just gonna take the road. I, no offense, but that that drow guy over there, like he seems like straight, and he's like, I want to do things by the book. You probably just take the road, right? Sorry, is he speaking to me? Um, he's speaking about you. <laughs> okay, I, I, I thought he was posing a question to me. Yeah, he's talking to me. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that guy just take the road, right? Like straight yeah, and arrow, no. textbook I mean, guy. He would probably want to do that, but uh, he's not the leader here. I'm the leader. I decide where we go. And I say we're not going to take the road. Because, uh, like you said, the road is for... Uh, what was what was it that you said? Uh, it's for pussies. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm, like, uncomfortable in cat. And he's like, oh, well, I mean, no offense to your friend over there, but he seems like one of two ways. He's either the, oh, let's take the road and be safe, or the, I banish and smite thee, and some light comes out and things explode. I don't know. He's too, he's too man pretty to be what the other guy he seems like the I'll walk the road guy. Yeah, but we're not. See, here's the thing. Uh, Brotor, and then I, uh, you know, the, the, the half orc guy. Yeah. He likes chaos, like me. Uh, I can see that Kitty Cat also wants to go where the ghosts are. And then we have a cleric who might be interested in uh, checking that situation out. And then there's Savo. Savo is like your fireball shit. And we're not going to have that possibility uh, uh, if we take the road. 
So honestly, that that young kid scares the shit out of me. There's something oh. twitching his eye or something. Yeah, he's a killer. He's a killer. Would I have heard this? Uh, make a perception check. I once saw him bite the dick off a guy. Uh, did I hear any of this as well? Uh, yeah, you can make a perception check as well. I don't know when we're taking a break. A but I'm gonna take my break right now. Sorry. Yeah, we could take a break. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, so... Stavos, you don't, do not hear. Uh... And... Zundas, you do hear. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll let you guys know what your uh, history role, uh, history and arcana role would have yielded after. But, yeah. Thanks for listening to the Grand Campaign Podcast. You can catch us live at twitch.tv slash the Grand Campaign every Friday night at 6 p.m. Pacific. You can also follow us on Twitter at Campaign Grand and send all your emails to the Grand Campaign DND at gmail.com.